Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. What an opportunity it is to come into your, uh, uh, just your broadcast, come across your airwaves, come into wherever you're at, work, car, uh, on the road, working out, whatever it is you're doing. Thank you for this opportunity. It's a great blessing that you allow us to share this time with you and, and, and look together at how hurting people can be helped by God's Word. God, is, we serve a wonderful God. So uh, with me is uh, my dear friend, Kevin Robb. We'll go to him in just one minute. Let me update you on a couple things real quickly here. So uh, Debbie and I were out in Colorado, and Kevin was able to come out and join with us on some ministry time out there. It was a great blessing. We got back just a couple nights ago, and uh, I'll tell you, it's cold and snowy. South Carolina is just a a little bit different than uh, old Colorado. We met some great people out there. They were, they were a wonderful blessing, like everybody we meet. And uh, it was just just great uh, to have an opportunity to go in, I think, four different churches and be part of what their ministry did there and, and just get to know them. Debbie and I got to meet a wonderful lady who put us up and uh, was just a blessing to us. And uh, so, Kevin, uh, you got back from Colorado. You're, so you got back to Colorado by way of Tucson. How are you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in Tucson, Doug. It's a beautiful day in South Carolina. So I, because of rain, because of traveling all the time, just because of a lot of things, I stopped walking around the neighborhood here enjoying Planet Fitness. But I have to tell you, you know, we had like seven or eight days of rain and it really, it messed up my resolve, you know, and so coming back from Planet Fitness today, I'm, I'm like, man, what a beautiful day. I would have loved to have hiked about six miles around the neighborhood, but there's a new plan now. There's a new way. And uh, so Kevin, how did you enjoy Colorado? I thought Colorado was a lot better than I expected, even though I'm not a fan of the snow, you know, I was raised in it and I now consider myself a little bit of a snowbird, um, being in an RV, yeah. RVs don't like, yeah, don't like cold and don't like snow. And I, so I was there, we f- I flew up, was, you know, spent 10 days there and it snowed, but you know what? It is a dry cold there. I did yeah. not realize it felt really good. Felt, it felt good on the bones, yeah. felt good on the joints. Felt good on my bones, just that dry air. It just, you know, we got the opposite of dry going on here in South Carolina. Now, you got some Tucson dry, but uh, here in South Carolina, I mean, even when it's cold, it's humid. But so, folks, we've been moving along on the word of the day, and I just want to jump right into the broadcast today. And I, I came up with that term flashbacks. You guys have sent me some words. You're really enjoying the word of the day. Thank you for that. And this is, this is evolved. Many of you remember you might be a knucklehead if, you might be right with God if, you, all kinds of things things we did along the way, but we settled on the word of the day. And the word of the day today is flashbacks. Now I came with a couple verses real quick, just a moment ago. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of hold. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and the river rivers and in the desert. And so, you know, that verse encourages individuals, me and you, 
everybody and encourages us not to dwell on the past negatives. Well, now you're saying, uh, well, Brother Doug, how do we do that? Because God's ability to bring us new blessings in our life, for God to make us a new creation, for us to... So uh, so what I will tell you is this, what, what I did, what you need to do, what people do who are dealing with flashbacks, is we need to change the focal point, the focus. And, and we're in, when we're in the midst of it, I mean, when we got to go back to that base, when we, uh, you know, we, we need to wake up in the morning and study the Word of God, read the Word of God, listen to the Word of God, do the same thing at night, at work during the day, start to get rid of those triggers. Triggers will trigger flashbacks and thus creating the word. And, and uh, so what we start doing by putting the word of God in us, like over in Psalm 77, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. And, and, and so we start, you know, we start encouraging our brain or reprogramming our brain in a way to remember the works of the Lord. And uh, we got an example of that even, Kevin. There's so much on flashbacks of the potential of that in the Bible over in Philippians 3, 13 and 14, where Paul's talking, he said, but I cannot my, I, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. And that's what Paul's saying. There's one thing he does, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth under those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of Jesus Christ. And, and, and you know, here we are, here's God enc- encouraging all of us uh, to forget the past failures, to move ahead. But he's not only doing that, he's telling us how to do it. And you, we replace it with God. We replace it with those things. So, you know, we talked about healing from PTSD. Number one step, we covered that all when Kevin first came on with us a few months back. Right away, we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The Holy Spirit of God indwells within our heart. And then we just keep on looking forward to those things that God can do, and we study them. And and I think that's the answer, Kevin. I do. I do, too. <clears throat> yeah, what you just said is so, so good. You can have a battle, and you can leave the battlefield. But when the battlefield doesn't leave you then you got a problem and you know so many of the wounded spirits functions that that you've put on over the years have um have dealt with and served people who have been through some trauma and that trauma is is not leaving them alone and it's a horrible thing because you know i remember you know, just as a kid, I, I did not as a child go through horrible trauma i have, i remember as a little boy fearing death at age 10 I almost fell off of a cliff and I ended up being plastered to the side of the cliff and, and needed, needed some help. But, um, but that didn't come back and visit me. What visited me was watching, was watching TV. The Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer <laughs> had a horrible, abominable snowman you bet, that man. scared the fire out of me is at age two and three, because it, it came out the year I was born or right around there and mercy sakes, I dreamed and, and we're not talking about dreams so much, but I, I, I mean, that just so triggered, you know, it came back, the bottle of snowman came back to visit me. And then I, I grew up and patch the pirate had an episode or two about the abominable snowman or something. I was like, stop, don't, don't trigger things. But uh, the reality is, you know, people go through terrible, awful things and they just can't get away from it. And uh, I was thinking this morning about hopelessness. Hopelessness is when we don't 
not only do we not have the ability to lift ourselves out of this flashback, um, but hopelessness in this arena also has to do, you get to the point where you say that my new normal, my new default setting is going to be, you know, reliving this thing. And so then you begin disassociation because you no longer deal in, in, in a normal life, you you check out a reality. So yeah, it's a horrible thing, Doug. And, yeah. um, I, I was, yeah. I was with someone recently who, um, shared a, the, probably the most traumatic childhood that I ever heard about. And that, um, was, uh, he accidentally burned his house down when he was a kid and uh, watched his watch his sisters die. Yeah. And uh, watched the dad um, run through the fire, you know, five or six times to try to rescue these little girls. Mm. And awful. And and you know, how do you wrap your mind around that? Well, you you don't. So as a five year old boy, no one came to him. No one said. You know, he had no PTSD helper. He had no advocacy. They left him alone. No one said. You shouldn't have done it, but, you know, we're for you. You were just a child. He never, he never had anything. So I'm thinking, you know, part of, part of the ministry that, that I'm in now uh, of helping people with PTSD and helping military people, helping civilians even is, is about helping them to get over hopelessness, that this does not have to be a default setting where they are always feeling like they have to relive this, trying to resolve it, you know, by, by going through it over and over. No, God can overwrite the old memory. And if, if someone here is listening and is having flashbacks, I really am convinced you, you, you mentioned it, Doug, the scripture that says, therefore forgetting those things, that's an act of the will, right? So we have to come to the point where we have hope enough to say, with Jesus Christ, I can move on. I can do all things. And I don't know how you can do it without him, Doug. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it really comes down to that. It's the idea. So if you go to secular therapy, they have wonderful therapies. They really do. And, you know, the biggest one is this exposure therapy. So the idea, obviously, is exactly like it sounds. So if you have PTSD, you've been through something, the idea is for the doctor uh, to just expose you to what you've been through over and over again to lighten a blow. Let's get it out there. Let's throw it out there. And I think I said to you, Kevin, you know, exposure therapy is kind of the way God deals with things as well. You, you expose yourself to God. You just open up, and some people don't want to do that. But when we give ourselves freely to the maker of all mankind, to the creator, to the one that can touch our bodies and completely change us. All we have to do is touch the hem on his government. And, uh, you know, we think of uh, all those people, those hopeless people in Mark 5, you know, the uh, the demonic possessed guy, uh, you know, Legion and, the, yeah. you know, the almost dead girl who died. And, and then the girl with a bleeding problem and God could fix every one of them. And Hey folks, while we're thinking about that, we're just going to go run over and do what we have to do on these radio stations. So just hang with us for a couple seconds. We'll be right back.
Thank you so much for hanging with us. And, and, and so, God, that's what, uh, that's what God does. God, God is the one we expose everything to. We just put it out there, give it to them. Uh, sometimes we talk to biblical counselors about it. We, uh, we just go through that. And what God does is he takes that from us. And, and just like the Apostle Paul said, is that, that one thing, you know, that one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. And you say, well, what in the world did he have to worry about? When, when he wrote those words, uh, he was, this is a prison epistle. He's in prison. It's not going good for the Apostle Paul here. You know, things are going to go bad for him. But, you know, let's move on to Proverbs. But think about that. Every single day, plug into God. What you plug into is where you get your energy from. If we plug into our memories, our bad things, and all that, they're going to keep coming up. This is a journey every single day. Uh, Let's open up to God what's bothering us. Let's write them down. Let's pray about them. Let's talk to God. He hears us. He's the God who sees us. He's the God who hears us. He's the God that knows every hair on our head. And uh, Kevin, we find ourselves in the 30th proverb, a couple things. So I've been, you know, uh, over the last couple podcasts, I've been calling a girl a girl. Kevin's been calling him, no, Kevin's been calling him a girl. I've been calling him Uh, Agur? Well, it gets even worse than that. So I go out on my Hebrew pronunciation thing. Are you guys ready for this? It's Agur. So I think we're just going to go with whatever we call him and get over it. Debbie and I were playing it today. It was freaking us out, man. It's like Agur? How do you get Agur from that? But I don't know. You know, that's why uh, I'm telling you, folks, and the worst thing that can ever happen is as you listen to the Bible and your program reads the Bible to you, you say, man, I've been getting that word wrong for about 27 years. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. Hey, we can't laugh. So, you know, I'm trying to calm down our laugh, and we we might laugh a little bit. <laughs> or I, I listened. Laugh. I listened at the gym to, to your to the podcast today, and I heard that agur thing, and I just thought, well, I listened to it too. And I came home. <laughs> And I said, what am I doing to that word? So I, I literally brought it up, and it's agur. We both push it. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. We cannot be. So, folks, if we mess up Bible words, we're going to tell you a couple things right now. We're not Hebrew people. You know, I had a friend of mine who used to say, I know a little bit of Hebrew and I know a little bit of Greek and the Hebrew restaurant. Anyway, it wasn't funny back then. It's not funny now. So here we are, the 30th proverb, starting in verse 21. Yeah, bless the Lord for what he's done in our lives, folks, and bless the Lord for all of you. And the Bible says, for three things the earth is disquieted, in four, which it cannot bear. For a servant, when he reigneth, and a fool, when he is filled with meat. For an odious woman, when she is married. And for an handmaid, that is the heir of a mistress. And uh, so here we are with Edgar, Edgar, whatever you want to call this dude, right? And, and, stop. and, and yeah, I, I was going to keep it going. And I sensed I should stop. And, uh, and he's meditating on the, you know, honestly, and the thought here is, uh, you know, the author's meditating on these verses and the nature of things. And think about these. I wrote them down here on my pad, and I wrote down a servant who becomes a ruler. And because it goes against the natural order of things. So if, if God makes a ruler, that's a ruler. 
uh, like with Mosers and things of that nature. Or, and, and I sounded pretty New York when I said that. So if God, it, it goes outside the nature of things. And I'll go through them all. And then a fool that is filled with meat. And, and this can be disquieting because it implies that a fool is not able to control his own appetite and causing harm to himself and others. So we think about that. And and uh, and then an odious woman. Now, this isn't an odorous woman that I was... I had mentioned to Kevin a little while. This is an odious woman who's same kind of thing. It's just uh, not able to reel her in, kind of mad all the time, going through junk, the bad times, just, uh, you know, just just upside down. Uh, this is disquiet because it implies that a woman is not a good match for a husband and may bring troubles to the marriage. Do you think so? Just want to point that out. And then finally, uh, this handmaid that is an heir to her mistress. And, uh, and, and again, that's disquieting because of the natural order of things where the children of the mistress should inherit the property and not the handmaid. So we're pointing out some things that just don't fit together. And sometimes Proverbs has a way of doing that. These things don't fit. So I was trying as I, I made my notes in here and, uh, uh, you know, trying to think of the natural order. Uh, and I think what God's trying to do in my mind with these verses is stay and think about the natural order of where I fit and who I fit with Kevin. You know, you know, the idea here, uh, if, if there's a learning lesson for me, the lesson is this is what does God, God have for me? And where do I fit with what he has for me? Is it within the natural order of things or am I pushing something outside the natural order? And when I go outside the natural order, I can have somebody with an attitude problem as a wife or a husband, depending on whether I'm a male or female, I could, you know, eat to the point uh, of craziness. So I had a pastor friend of mine who went on vacation, brother, I got to tell you this, because this kind of fits. And, and for whatever reason, they believe they could leave like five gallons of water and 50 pounds of dog food for the dog and just leave it in the backyard. Brother, that dog ate till his stomach exploded. So <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, here we go. This is cr- another good one. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> it's outside the natural order of things. That's all I want to say is. You know, uh, anyway, Kevin, what are you thinking? I don't know what I'm thinking anymore. This has gone south quickly. <laughs> Oh, I needed a laugh. Thank you. I can always count on being with Doug and having a merry heart and, and brother that, that is praise the Lord for that. But timing is everything, right? So here we are making this broadcast. Uh, You know, I'm thinking everything you just said was, was amazing. Getting out of the natural order, we're designed to operate according to the instruction manual. So if we push the envelope, and stretch it that's that that you know that's stress so when i go through stress when i'm overstressed paul said uh, just something like this just beyond measure distressed yeah. um you know it's like taking a big fat rubber band and it's like okay it's made to be stretched this far but then you push the envelope and we're we, Americans are bad about pushing the envelope for things. And we yeah. just have this, you know, this wild side. And so we have to, um, we have to ask ourselves the question, are we out of order? But I, there, I'm, I'm thinking of this line too, Doug on trauma, PTSD. Verse 21 is very clear for three things. The earth is disquieted for four, which it cannot bear 
our earth, our world has, well, you know, Ager here says there's three things uh, <laughs> that describe, that, that mess, that makes your world topsy-turvy, that it can't handle the whole, your, your world will not be right if these four types of individuals, any one of these four individuals are part of your world and, and, you know, serve it when he reigns. So that that's, you know, basically that's someone who takes the shortcut to the top, someone who did not earn his way into authority. He maybe overthrew the authority. You know, that's, that's, you know, a coup d'etat is a, a classic way that a servant reigns. Um, a, 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 um, you know, I, I think I think an abusive situation oftentimes is caused by someone who did not was not proved being put into authority. I'm thinking about here. I, I've been in the ministry 40 years and uh, since I was called to, to the ministry for 40 and a half years. So when, when I get into a church where there's just, you know, an untried, unproven, untested um guy in charge you know the church voted in the first guy they could get hey he's got a he's got a i like his hair style and i and and he can preach a good message regardless of how you know his how he pays his bills regardless of how he treats his family regardless of anything else so that's a to me that is a a servant someone who should be learning to follow and get their character in order is now been placed in authority that can become an abusive situation. That person oftentimes is like King Saul and begins to demand allegiance. So that's yeah. Those are the worst mess, guys. Yeah, yeah. That'll mess your world up. And I, I don't have time to go through all of them, but yeah, the fool when he's filled with meat. Hey, if you're married to a uh, you know someone that has no character, but he feels he is entitled to just always fill his appetite, that that's that can easily go abusive. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we have people in government right now that are that way. Look at Hunter. Look at, you know, people that just, you know, they feel like they are entitled to something because of their last name. Uh, an odious woman, a handmaid, you know, the odious woman, it's better to be married. Uh, I'm sorry, it's better to live in the corner of a house stop or in the wilderness than to be married to someone like that. So that can be a traumatizing situation. Uh, and it can be abusive. Uh, you know, all yeah. of these things will mess your world up and yeah, they will. You know, yeah. We don't, we just don't want that. So if you got someone like that in your life, the Bible says, you know, it's better to, it's better to have that kind of cordoned off from the real, from don't, don't tap into that for your strength. You're going to have to become the energy giver, not the energy taker, because you're not going to get any spiritual help from that individual. You're going to get hurt. And that's, I think that's the whole point as we close today is it's great, Kevin. And uh, it just comes down to that folks. And we all know people who've married the wrong person. And, you know, here's some examples of what the wrong person can look like, act like trying to bring somebody into the kingdom, trying to bring somebody to Christ and God who are not there yet. You know, these people need to be saved. Uh, you know, there's a natural order of things and we need to make sure we follow that. And we need to make sure, as Kevin said, so many of us have seen these, uh, you know, these new Christians, these babes be accelerated in positions. And they're the people who become the Baptist warlords or the Christian warlords. Hey, we sure do love you folks. And we hope you have a great day. If there's anything we do for you, grab a hold of me at Doug at WoundedSpirits.com or over there at Help the Wounded Spirits. We hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you. And hey, 
with that smile that only God can give you today. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.